come on in the water. How y'all doing? This is Sharkbait and it's Sharkbait's Chumline podcast for August 8th, Friday, 2014. How y'all doing? Shark Week is starting this Sunday. Uh, so whether or not you're, you're into it or not, it is still a big event. Um, but on today's show, we're actually going to be talking to Michelle Weisel. And currently she is a scientific communicator and advisor with Edna Interactive. Uh, and the company is a group that creates and designs various marketing, promotional, and communication projects for various uh, NPOs and, and universities. So they've worked on infographics and promo videos. But Michelle has an extensive background with sharks. And recently she went to Sharks International over in South Africa. So this, this interview is going to be broken up into three parts on today's interview. Uh, Michelle is going to be talking about Sharks International that took place again uh, beginning of June. And she'll be talking about some of the things that went on there. Uh, and then next week on Tuesday, she'll be talking about what it is she exactly does for Edna Interactive. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the shark work that she has done and is uh, continuing to do. So, without further ado, here is Michelle Weisel. All right, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Today we have Michelle Whistle. Am I saying that correctly? Weissel, but Weissel. very, very Weissel, ah, <laughs> I gotta write it down there. Weissel. Sorry about that. Um, and Michelle does a lot of work with sharks, and she's going to be talking to us today about some of the uh, things she's been involved in over the last, oh, I guess it's been five years, six years that you've been doing? No, well, maybe not that long. How long have you been doing shark stuff, Michelle? Shark specifically, um, I guess if I had to put my finger on my first shark-specific program, that was in 2009. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it has been, what, so, 2014? Uh, yeah. yeah, five years. Yeah. Uh, and she also attended the Sharks International Conference um, that was back in June, beginning of June, I believe. Yep. Okay, so we're going to talk to her about that. So, first of all, Michelle, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you very much, and congratulations on such a great podcast. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's always good to get some uh, feedback from, from what I'm doing here. Oh, you're and, doing a great job. Uh, thank you. And, you know, looking at what you're doing, you know, i got to thank you for all the stuff you're doing. <laughs> I'm very jealous. You know, this is my own way of getting into the uh, the shark world. And right. You know, living vicariously through uh, researchers such as yourself. Uh, <laughs> how I get by, I guess. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's talk about Sharks International. Um, this is the second one that they've had? Yeah, there's the second official one. Um, the third one is going to be four years from now in Brazil. So it looks like they're following World Cup. <laughs> World Cup <laughs> and going? Uh, the Olympics. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone's quite excited when they announced that. Um during the last day of the conference. Um, and it was an absolute great time. Lots of really great researchers, great talks. Um, and being that I've done a lot of work in South Africa and used to travel quite often to Durban, um, it was kind of like for me going back home to go to the conference. So I was quite happy to go back there yeah. for that. So how long, how long was the conference and how long were you there was, for? Yeah, it was about a week. Um, I got there maybe the weekend before. Um, I would have liked to spend much more time, especially in Durban where it's so nice and warm. Right. Um, but you know, work. <laughs> so I couldn't. Is it really work when you go to these conferences? Uh, yeah. You know, I think I think in the beginning, 
when you first start going to conferences as a student and you, you don't really know people, that it's quite intimidating and it feels a lot like work because you're trying to speak to certain people and you really want to give a good off impression of yourself and what you're trying to do. Um, but as you do them more, it becomes a lot less like work and it's more like seeing a whole bunch of friends that you haven't seen in a while. Right. So like a big uh, shark networking event, I guess. Yeah, get the, together. The Comic-Con of... Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> Man, if we dressed up, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm going to so, try and push for that for uh, Brazil. So, so what would you dress up as? I, a seal. I would have to go with a seal. <laughs> yep, that's an easy one. So... Uh, just take me through it. Like, what would the uh, the conference do? Like, uh, just, just workshops throughout the whole day, throughout the week. Um, yeah, there were. It started off with um, keynote speakers. So the conference itself asked um, specific uh, researchers to come and talk about their work, and that would kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. So if the keynote speaker was about, say, genetics or uh, population ecology, um, etc. That would kind of set the tone for the rest of the talks that were going to be featured by the various researchers or students. Um, so it was mostly talks. It was parallel sessions, which means that you've got two talks happening at the same time in two different rooms, right. which isn't great. No. If, you, know, you want to see everybody. Exactly. Um, and you end up like <laughs> sitting with your conference book thinking, ah, oh, you know, I want to go to these two at the same time. And you, you kind of team up with people and say, you go to that one. I'll stay with this one. We'll take notes and come back together again. Um, but it was just because it was such a popular conference. I don't right. think they were expecting that many people to submit talks. How many, well, give, I guess, the give a sense of the enormity of it. Like, how many speakers did you have and then how many participants, you know, attending the conference? Yeah, you, oh man, how could you even put a number on it? I'm sure there is a number on it somewhere on the internet. <laughs> but um, it was, yeah, with a huge conference hall and a massive hotel, we were taking up two of their biggest conference um, rooms. And when you'd go out into the hallway with tea breaks or dinner or lunch or what have you, it was packed full. I mean, you could barely move. So it was a ton of people. Any uh, were there any speakers that you would wanted to see, or any that like stood oh, yeah. out that you? Yeah, there are another one of those things. With as you go to more and more conferences, you look forward to seeing some of the people speak again um, because either either a combination of they're really good speakers and they've got a really interesting topic. Um, you know that always makes for a really entertaining talk that really brings in a lot of people. Um, they gave out awards for people who had the best talks. Oh, wow. um, and Kara or Kara Yopek, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, oh my goodness, she's going to kill me if not. But um, <laughs> she won the talk for one of the best, um, or won the award for one of the best talks when she was speaking about basically shark brains. And she just had a phenomenal talk, really informative. And it was all animated as well, so you could really understand what was really a complex topic. Right. Um, but yeah, you, there, there are a few standout talks, especially some of the students who I'd never heard of before. They were doing really, really great talk and communicating it really well um, as well. Good. I mean, I think that's what, I mean, I wish I had more of those here in the United States. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's I the thing. I was just speaking with one of, uh, one of my old students ahead um, that there are quite a few, you know, conferences that occur, but oftentimes it's a bit. Um, limited, like if it's a specific society or, you know, it's kind of, 
closed off to your everyday right, kind of right. and going yeah. to it. Um, and I can, I guess I can understand the benefit of that from a research perspective, but from a communications perspective, you know, I think it would be better to have more public talks. Um, and I do see that starting to turn around with quite a few different organizations taking it to the streets rather mm-hmm. than just staying in conferences. So it's quite good to see that happening as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I know it's starting to, like, I know there was the, uh, the shark con down in Tampa this yeah. past May, I think it was. And that was kind of geared towards everybody that things yeah. for researchers, for just anyone who was generally interested in sharks and people just, you know, didn't really know too much about sharks and just wanted something to do for the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I know I have been at other ones where, like you said, it is very kind of closed off, but it's, they're great talks, mm-hmm. but they're kind of only the, the invitation, I guess, is only really disseminated to say academics. Yep. I, I was one up at one last year in Connecticut, uh, at Yale, that was a great conference, but, it, not too many people knew about it. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't it was so much last minute by the time I heard about it. It was kind of two weeks before, so even getting that information out to shark enthusiasts and other researchers that I knew mm-hmm. was kind of like last minute to like, well, now I've got to you know make travel arrangements and get up there. And, um, but yeah, I, I do agree that, you know, I, I am seeing more things geared towards getting information out to the general public. Mm-hmm which I think is also important. But on the other hand, I do see the need for something like Sharks International, where you do need to have a higher, more scientific-based talk. Right. Where you're, you know, you are getting down to the nuts and bolts and nitty-gritty of, like you said, you know, shark brains. Right. You know, me, just because I'm interested in sharks, yes, as, you know, a layperson, I can see how that could be interesting, but that's just because I'm into sharks. Right. You know, I don't know that someone going to your average aquarium is going to go and listen to something about shark brains. Right, right, right. But it could be wrong. You You never know. Yeah. And that's what I think is really cool about um, a lot of the outreach I see online as well, because people can then be allowed to talk about their really specific topic, and then you can immediately see, is there an audience for that? Is that something that interests, you know, just your everyday kind of person? Or is it something that's, you know, kind of basically stick with the academics and, right. you know, it, it requires kind of a different audience to do. So we're getting there. Step at <laughs> a time. Now, there was some issues, I guess, with having the conference in Durban. Yeah. Uh, can you discuss that? I mean, I guess a lot of it has yeah. to do with their is it shark nets or they yeah. use the drum lines there. Okay, the shark net issue in Durban, it's controversial. Um, what the shark nets are, and this this is specific to shark nets, there's a lot of things called nets that have different uses as well, but a shark net is specifically designed to capture and kill large sharks. That is its purpose. It does not form a barrier. It's set perpendicular to the beach mm-hmm. um, to specifically catch those sharks that can encounter it and to kill them. Um, that was started in Durban after a spate of fatal attacks, I believe, in the 50s. No, so they've had that for a while. Yeah, thought, so okay. it's, it's, it's been in the system for a very long time. Um, and they have very successfully killed a large number of large animals. Um, of course, not just sharks, which is another thing that people don't understand. They hear shark net, they think it's for just for sharks. 
but shark nets have a really, really high bycatch rate, meaning that they catch things they don't mean to, mm-hmm. like whales, sea turtles, even right. birds, um, and, you know, your non-dangerous sharks that are just kind of hanging out. So the controversy is warranted. Um, on the other hand, though, for Durban, if you speak to people in Durban, if you speak to locals, um, many of the surfers, many of the people who really do take advantage of the water, they'll tell you they'll never come to Durban if there's not shark nets. So it is a real controversial thing where you have this huge outcry from people who want to see a healthy ecosystem, Mm -hmm. you know, and conservation put into place. Uh, But then you've got this tourism aspect of it where it's been well studied that in the Durban area, people want the shark nets there. They feel safer with them there. Whether that's true, you know, then then you're getting into... uh, how do you how do you define a, a successful shark net? That's yes. that's what's the the key of it. Um, so where the protests came in is that the shark net system in Durban is run by the KwaZulu Natal Sharks Board, um, and the Sharks Board was the organization that said we will take charge of hosting um, Sharks International in South Africa and we'll do it in Durban. Um, the conference was in a hotel, not. You know, it's not like we were all pedaling up to a net. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that was kind of a bit of a um, miscommunication. I think some people got confused with that. Right. Uh, But they basically took it upon themselves as the organization to make sure the whole thing would come together. Um, So then there was basically a split of protesters. There were the protesters that were outside the hotel, um, which if you went and talked to them, they were quite friendly. They were just protesting shark nets. They just said shark nets are bad. Um, they should be getting rid of. Perfectly cool. Um, and it, it, it was nice to actually see them there in a sense because there were quite a few people I spoke to, um, students at the conference that didn't even know what they were talking about. So right. they got you know, different education right. about you know shark nets and Durban and the history. Um, but then you had this kind of online you know, Twitter protest. Uh, right. There must be a word for Twitter protesting that I don't know about. Um, that people were going after and like you know, tacking sharks board, you know, that's cool. Uh, well, not cool, but, you know, <laughs> warranted. Um, no one likes to be attacked. Um, right. But uh, then they were going off and, like, you know, name and shame scientists attending the conference and, you know, pro- don't go to the conference because of sharks board. And then you're kind, of, you're kind of missing your message. You know, your message is that you don't like shark nuts. I agree. I don't like shark nuts. I think they're terrible. I think they should be taken out of the oceans everywhere that they're right. being used. Uh, but then to go and say, you know, attack, you know, David Schiffman got it terribly. Oh, attack did. David Schiffman because, oh, how could you, da- how dare you in bed with the shark murderers? And you're like, what? <laughs> you're taking but, it just a little bit too far. I mean, I, I only know David Schiffman from, well, I'll say, social media. Yeah. And I would think they would have known better because he's pretty social <laughs> media savvy. So to, you know. Well, I think that kind of shows the... Um, like research capabilities of some people like some people and I've seen it happens a million times they just see an issue and they just they mirror it you know they right. just immediately retweet it or whatever without even actually looking into it themselves and I think that's what was frustrating it's it's always frustrating but to see it happen at this conference as well you're like ah oh, at least you know focus your message on what you want to try and get across which is that shark nets are bad and they happen in Durban and that sucks right um, and- and as but, you pointed out, I think one of the issues here was that you have everything that was going on in Western Australia. 
Yes. And, you know, as you just said, they've had these shark nets since, you know, the 50s or 60s. But regardless of when, when it's been, they've been there for a very long time. Yeah. And they're just now deciding, yes, okay, it's because there's a, you know, a conference there and they can make the most of, you know, yeah. kind of exposure. But, like, okay, you needed, an, a, a, if you care that much about sharks, you shouldn't need a big conference to protest it, there should have been this in place beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it was people's kind of, you know, Western Australia is all the way on the other side of the world and not that, you know, South Africa is any closer, but at least it's somewhere closer where they can feel like, I guess, they're making a difference. Yeah, yeah. And it, it but what was really interesting to me to just to see the difference between, like, the two quite distinct protest groups. You had the guys outside the hotel doing a great job informing people about what shark nets are and how they don't like them. Right. Um, and then this kind of online presence of to hell with David Schiffman. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's been interesting, but all things with sharks are interesting. Right. Yeah. At some point I'd like to get David on the program, but uh, <laughs> I know he's a busy man. He's a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening today. And thank you for Michelle for sitting down and talking to me. Uh, I think it's a great interview, and the remaining two uh, parts are are equally as informative and exciting. So, tune in next week. Uh, Hopefully there'll be some good programming on if you choose to watch Shark Week. If not, I know there's lots of other opportunities and other uh, outlets out there that are also preparing for Shark Week. Um, So, enjoy whatever sort of a shark consumption you have this week uh information consumption you know i know it's kind of a touchy subject if we're talking about consumption of actual shark meat but consume all the shark information you will and feel without guilt so as always you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes just search for shark bait in the podcast uh you can find us online at sharkbaitpod.com also over at the blog uh, www sharkbhumline.blogspot.com we'll have the uh, all the resources for this podcast up there uh, Michelle's information, the companies and the things she talked about will be up there you can like us on Facebook search for Sharkbait's Chumline and you can also follow me on Twitter at sharkbhum again, if you have any feedback send me an email um, it's actually how we're getting some of these uh, interviews is people actually finding them in their emailing so let me know if there's something you want covered. Do you have an event or you want to get the word about something concerning sharks? Uh, let me know. I'll be glad to get the word out. If you have ideas or any contacts for people for interviews who would love to do it, I will welcome them. So again, let me send me an, a message and we'll see what we can do. My email is sharkbait at sharkbaitpod.com. Okay, again, I will see you on Tuesday and Thursday of next week. And until then, Mr. Finn, what do you got to say?